a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. This episode contains fat shaming language and discussions about fat shaming. Some listeners may prefer not to listen to this episode today or at all. We totally understand that and support you. Life is too short to listen to content that makes you feel uncomfortable. Tune back next week for some different subject matter. And take care of yourself. Love you, bestie. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics. As you may know, I eagerly started this podcast before it occurred to me to invite my beloved Leela into the fold. Oh, I forgive you. This episode was recorded long, long ago. And because of that, it may be in a format you're not familiar with. So thanks for giving us room to be flexible while we get this show on the road. And you can look forward to things leveling out soon. This episode is still excellent and really fun. So enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. We will start with a reading of the work. Making the Boots Fit by Takena. Each morning, she pulls herself out of bed with a shiver and a sigh, simply drops her head to face today and all the tomorrows full of dread. Age is glorious. It's beautiful, never vain. And no matter how much we hate it, it advances again. Each day brings wisdom and doubt, and she wakes a bit more insane. Wisdom and glory come of a devastating cost. It seems as our minds expand, our limbs become lost. Beneath pillows we lose ourselves, like trying to find a window under frost. And a pair of well-worn leather boots lie in the corner. Will they work or not as she pulls and tugs and hopes for the former with the zipper pulled three-fourths up? because they just won't fit. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens, and welcome to Burn Before Reading. I'm your host, Christina Kahn, in real life and on socials, and I am here to beckon you deep, deep into your past, where I am standing holding a poem that you wrote in 2009, being like, <laughs> read this publicly. Joining me today is the author herself, Takena. Say hello to the listeners, Takena. Hello, listeners. Also with us today to help us figure this poem out is Leela. Say hello to the listeners, Leela. Hello. I'm back. We are so... Wait, no. We... I am so glad to have you here. We are so glad to be here. <laughs> Takena... You're going to have to lie about this because we just recorded the last episode one second ago. How the hell have you been since last time we saw you? Well, I'm moving around a lot because I'm getting tired of sitting in one position, but... (laughs) Boy, do I feel you. It's good to have um, hand activities when you're potting. I I need to learn how to crochet better so I can do it without looking. Oh, that's really funny. I do have a crochet project not like 10 feet from me that I was considering doing while waiting. Grab it. Goodbye, Takena. Well, it was nice knowing her. <laughs> Leila, how have you been? It's been lonely ever since we recorded last. But, <laughs> but I'm always happy when I'm with my friends. So uh... I'm truly happiest when I'm recording pod. And <laughs> let's just say this pod is the funnest of all three. <laughs> Takena, you brought to us today this poem, Making the Boots Fit. 
Can you tell us a little bit about when you wrote this, the kind of person you were at the time? What was the vibe? So this was my freshman year of college. And um, I was a pretentious little shit. I was further into my Mormon history. I was at BYU, the Mormon college. Mm. And this poem is horribly about my English teacher. Oh, shit. I, instead of, like, listening, often would daydream and write poetry and wrote this one because, like, I noticed that she was wearing these boots that did not zip all the way up. And I made up a nice little story in my head about what her life was and how sad she must be. (laughs) Holy shit. That is not what I thought when I read this. (laughs) I was so, like, when I read this poem, I was like, oh, my God, sister sees sister. I've had the calf struggle with, <laughs> with the eye boots. No, and, <laughs> Really, I'm uh, commiserating with your shitty English teacher. Well, and the thing is, now I have had children, and I have, like, exclusively worn flip-flops for years, and so the shape of my feet have changed since, like, none of my shoes fit me anymore. And, like, I look at what? this one, and I'm like, God, I was such a pretentious little shit, so get us going to be the description i'm going with here you were but we'll come back to that i need to stop you the shape of your feet has changed yeah because you wear flip-flops every day so the shape of shoes is not good for your feet the toe boxes are too narrow okay so if you stop wearing those narrow toe boxes and you get like better shoes to fit your feet or you wear flip-flops or like barefoot all the time your feet will splay out Wow. Like they should be. What about Crocs? Crocs have a big old toe box. <laughs> kind of the same thing. Like if you're doing that, your feet are going to flatten out a little bit. And it can be bad oh, for man. your arch. So you do want arch support. Yeah. There's like a balance, I think, between like wearing shoes and not wearing shoes. I have these really hideous new balances that are amazing because they have like <laughs> nice firm arch support, but also oh, like God, a high not, toe box. Not the, not the new balances. <laughs> you're such a dad to kind of... <laughs> My husband and I wear, like, the same shoes, just in different <laughs> sizes. Do you mow the lawn in those shoes? <laughs> no, because they would get filthy. I wore wear my, like, not good shoes. Oh, shit. The, I forgot. The New Balance ones t- cost too much money for me to mow the lawn in them. <laughs> I forget who sent me a picture. So one of my friends, and if it's you, please remind me, because this was, like, three years ago. But one of my friends texted me a picture of her dad's. New Balance Army. He has like, he has like his like church New Balances all the way down to his like mud pit New Balances, and it's like a, it's like an an ombre, <laughs> ombre, ombre, ombre. Yeah, ombre. I think is starts with an H. Okay, <laughs> ombre. Got it. Okay, so I understand now to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I have to, like, pivot my whole angle for this poem now because I was about oh. to be like, it's so hard to be a girl with chubby calves, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was always obnoxiously thin, up and basically up until I had children. And oh, my God. Like, wow. It's okay, Tina. <laughs> it was very different. And it's one of those things that, like, I didn't realize, like, how shitty of a person I was in my head. Until, like, like, much later. And it's one of the reasons that I love that you picked this poem. 
I think you were less of a shitty person and more of someone who had unchecked privilege, unrecognized skin oh, privilege. Oh, so going much. On. You weren't a shitty person. You just didn't know. And that's okay. And now we know. And we're like, hey. I think when I was, so when I wrote this, I would have been 18. Oh, this is almost exactly a year after the other one we did. Yeah, it is. I noticed the same. Um, But I would have been 18. And I just didn't understand why she wouldn't buy new shoes. Okay. So to kind of, I'm just to clarify, is this about your teacher to be mean or is it about your teacher because you had a crush on her so no okay i did not have a crush so, on her no. okay <laughs> <laughs> i just need to know <laughs> i totally had a crush on my creative writing teacher from the year before but uh not this one like and i did not like her i actually thought she was really cool and like really interesting and thought in a really different way but like i was also just so wrapped up in myself and I thought I was like very insightful yeah and so like you know like when you're a teenager and you're like oh I see all these things and like I've just, noticed like, something that no one has notice. ever noticed before you're like the teacher <laughs> hasn't things. even noticed that her boots don't fit <laughs> well and like it was one of those things that I think I was trying to figure it out because like it would bother me I'm like she's always wearing these boots like she would wear them all the time uh, and they didn't fit her and I was just like why didn't you buy new boots so I want to make sure I'm getting this straight. They were, it was 2009. We were all there. They were the the classic, uh, like, hoe boots. Like, brown, were they, like, brown leather, like, up to the knee style? They were more, like, quarter calf. Oof. Quarter calf. Well, that's not a okay. good boot. That's definitely chunky. That makes it look like, chunky. a little shorter, like, just barely taller than, like, an ankle boot. An ankle boot style. And they... Wow, and those didn't fit. <laughs> and okay. she, they weren't zipped up all the way, and like I just didn't I get wonder it. If so was I, a, is there a chance that it was a style thing? She was very like typical English professor sort of person. Okay, so no, no style, style happening. Okay, <laughs> it was more. It felt very absent-minded and like okay. And I'm like maybe you know because she was only a teacher at a school that doesn't pay its professors super well. Have you guys seen Clueless? I'm only asking that because I literally met someone today who had never seen Clueless. And I was like, who the fuck are you? I've been friends with you for 10 years. It was Mia. I'm going to tell everyone right now. Mia has never seen Clueless. Shame. Have you guys seen Clueless? Of course. <laughs> I I have, but I don't remember it super well. Well, there's they there's this whole like C plot where they're trying to make two of their teachers fall in love. And the girl teacher is really, really space brained. And that's what that is me. She would have her boots not zipped up just because she forgot that they were supposed to be zipped up all the way. Yeah. Okay. I let's, we need to dive into this a little bit more. <laughs> Each morning she pulls herself out of bed with a shiver and a sigh, simply drops her head. Okay. It's like, okay, being a teacher sucks. So at least we know that much together. <laughs> being a teacher fucking sucks. There's children out there writing poetry about my boots. <laughs> being a teacher is hard. <laughs> okay. Age is glorious. It's beautiful. Never vain. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Wisdom and glory come of a devastating cost. What are we... Is Are the boots direct <laughs> a direct consequence of her degree or something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's so mean. Like, this poem is honestly when you know, like, why I, I started to write it. It's so mean. <laughs> 
it's actually great, Takeda, because we've never had a poem like this on the show before. <laughs> I wrote plenty of mean shit, but it was always about boyfriends. So you are you're not alone in the mean poetry. I think I didn't even know it was mean though back in the day. Like I was just you thought you're being arty. Yeah, and I was like imagining this story for her, and I didn't necessarily think it was true, because like I her husband was one of my other professors, so like I knew more about her life. Like I knew she didn't have like a sad life, but I was just yeah. definitely at that age where I was like, oh man, it must suck to be like forty and like. <laughs> Must suck to be born. All the, the fun yeah. days are behind you, and, like, that's definitely how I thought, and, like, yeah, it is it's so funny, like. I almost feel like this was after an English class where your exercise was to notice a small detail, and you were like, wow, there's details to be seen everywhere. That totally was one of, that totally was the exercise, you know, like, that we would have to do for this class, like. Yeah, or, like. Did you guys ever like go people watch somewhere and like write Ju- about judgy the things? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it, is it writing judgy things or is it inventing characters and backstories? <laughs> so there is another poem in this section that is called literally called people watching, and I made up backstories for these like not backstories, but I like basically said snarky comments about these people around me. And so we'll be getting to that one on the show eventually. Like, I still think this one is meaner. Because those were like... (laughs) Not not mean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wisdom and glory come of a devastating cost. I'm not even going to address the come of a... What is that? (laughs) It seems as our minds expand, our limbs become lost. Beneath pillows, we lose ourselves like trying to find a window under frost. So one thing to be said for this poem is it does rhyme. Sometimes, (laughs) though, right? Or no, it does. The whole time. I think it it consistently rhymes. There's probably a very specific rhyme pattern because there was times that I did that that I was like, I I would go through and make sure that it rhymed in the right places. But um, I'm pretty sure I'm fat shaming. Yeah. Oh, no, I think you are, too. (laughs) Okay, so I think the rhyme scheme on this is A, B, C, B, D, B. A, B, C, B, D, B. So it's like the couplet. It's like it's not a couplet. It's like a triplet. The triplets are rhyming. I I really liked this a little bit more complicated rhyme schemes because, again, it made you better than people who are just rhyming. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what, I, I relate. Yeah, I no, it's, it's fine. That's what poetry's about. You know, winning. Being better, <laughs> yeah. Being better than everyone around you. I like the exactly. um, the vein rhyming with again, and but you, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't read didn't it that read way. It that way. <laughs> so it didn't rhyme. I did in my head because and it's also insane. Oh, stop rhyming. Yeah, it's again it's giving like Emma Watson, you know, it's like it advances again. <laughs> again. I almost said it. I should have said it. I should have said it when I read it. I could read it again for you, and I could say it again. And I could also say no matter, because I misspelled matter. No matter how much we hate it, it advances again. (laughs) It advances again. I can't not... The word mater just <laughs> exclusively reminds me of toe mater <laughs> <Yeah>. from cars. <laughs> 
I definitely have this same kind of poem, at least one or two in my arsenal, where I was writing as if I had lived any kind of life and I understood. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I have so many poems about like, you know, like, oh, the burden that I carry. But it's like, I don't write down what the burden is because I simply cannot imagine. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, but it's such a great burden. <laughs> this knowledge th that I have that now that I'm older, it makes my legs puffy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Full circle. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you. I... I'm a big bitch, right? I'm like 200 pounds. I'm 5'9". I'm a big bitch. When I was in high school, I was a smaller big bitch. I've been 5'9 for a long time. I was really skinny in high school, but I've, I've always been like kind of a big bitch. Like how skinny can a 5'9 person get while still looking natural? And like I've always had a hard time <laughs> zipping my boots up all the way. Even when I was a skinny kid, I had a hard time zipping the boots up all the way. And I've had like... um. I remember one time my stepdad, my beloved, wonderful stepdad, Mike, whom there is no more pure heart on this earth <laughs> than my dear, dear stepfather. He was like, I'll, we were all in the mall and he was like, oh, you need new boots? I'll buy them for you because he's a good guy and he knows how to get his stepdaughter to like him. And we were like in the Macy's and I like couldn't zip anything up and I was like crying. Aww. And he was like, let's go to another store. And I was like, please just give me $70, please. <laughs> please don't sit here and watch me zip up every boot. This is so embarrassing. Just give me the money and leave. Just give me the money. My mom's the same way. She's a, a thick girl. I'm like, oh, we just, we don't. I, I Now being plus size is cool and you can really easily order wide calf boots these days. But in 2009, it was like, Macy's hates you. <laughs> no, and like, it's one of those things that I know you said you were relating to. And I'm like, oh, God. And now I'm like, yeah, the boots I have, especially like ones from just a couple years after this, like they don't fit my calves. They don't fit. Well, nowadays, I mean, sorry to anyone who doesn't know this. Knee-high boots aren't cool anymore, luckily. <laughs> sorry if this is news to anyone. Yeah. Ankle boots are the thing, and all of my boots these days slide on or lace up. Like, we're not, <laughs> we're not fucking around. Like, I have my Renfair boots that go up to my knees, and they lace up. I can get literally twice as fat as I am now, and they'll still fit because they just will lace looser. And that's really smart. Because I have some boots that are like pull on, and mm -hmm. they they do not they do not pull on. Do they scrunch? Can you scrunch them? Um, well, also the issue is that my feet are too large now. Because my feet oh, are oh, because wider. the flip flop issue. <laughs> yeah. Also, because well, I wore flip flops while I was pregnant, and there's a hormone in your body that makes all your bones like spread out. Oh my god! When you're pregnant. Oh yeah, Brooke was telling me about that. It's That's relaxing. why she like when Brooke was pregnant, she pulled her hip, and her body was like, "We we're not putting this back yet. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna leave this like it is." Do you remember yes, that Lilo? She was like on her she was on her bouncy ball. Yes, she was like, "I'm in pain." <laughs> um, just bouncing around. <laughs> wow, pregnancy. I just, I love this poem. I it, It's kind of hitting me. And I thought I understood the poem. I didn't. And now that I'm <laughs> comprehending it anew, it's hitting me in waves. So I, I would love to frame this like these boots are her like sis Sisyphusian rock. Like the, these boots are her punishment from the gods. Like she, she said she was prettier than Aphrodite and then got cursed with these boots that don't quite fit. <laughs> and she has to wear them every day. 
I mean, what a punishment for a, a woman bit. who's trying to be a professional. How I met it, and I think it was because I was like, why are you working at a college wearing boots that don't zip up? Okay, well, first of all, that says to me, I don't know how much teachers get paid. Well, but like yes. a college professor, don't they can make a lot of money? I don't she think they make a lot of money. I think tenured professors can make a lot of money. She um, had her master's was not and like was specifically a teacher. Oh, she did not make any money. Oh, yeah. She was grading yeah. papers for credit. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been in this situation before in my life, I'll admit, where I'm looking at someone in a choice they've made and I'm like, why don't you make this small difference? And like you especially when you know someone like a better, like a friend, yeah. and you're like I've been like, hey, babe, I, I've had actually this exact conversation before with a good friend whom I love a lot being like, I think it's time for you to buy a new pair of boots. Like, I know how much money you make. And I'm here to tell you with love. These boots are not cutting it anymore. They are not made for walking. Yeah. And I think she did buy new boots. <laughs> I mean, real friends tell you it how it is. Yeah. These boots were made for walking, but they had a 3,000-mile limit. <laughs> they are no longer made for walking. Um, this is just so funny. I, it, it's, <laughs> I think that the poem we read the last time you were on the show to kind of that crazy emo Evanescence poem yeah. is somehow, like, more mature than this poem. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. Like... I, I told you the only way I can sum up how I was when I wrote this poem is that I was a pretentious shit. And, like, it just reminds me, my um, teachers in high school, like, we would always think that, like, they really enjoyed us as people. And they'd be like, no, the lower level students are so much nicer to work with because they're respectful and, like, like nice. And then all you AP shitheads think you know everything. <laughs> That's like how kindergartners are easier to work with than fourth graders, because kindergartners are still afraid of authority. Yeah, ooh, fourth graders. That's like right, right when you get close to middle school. That's when they get real mean. They're pushing boundaries. It definitely really reminds me of the... I can't remember if you said this this episode or the last episode, but it's like it's like a kind of narcissism, where it's like, not like episode, clinically yeah. diagnosed narcissism, but it's like... I have my experience and like things outside of my experience. I just like can't quite make them add up, you know? Yeah, no. And it's one of those funny things that I was thoroughly convinced as a teenager that I was very observant and like they cared about other people outside of myself only to be like learn things later on that I'm like, how did I not notice that happened at all? Like I completely forgot that I went to my dad's retirement ceremony from the military and like, He's like, no, you, you, I was like, did this happen? And he's like, yeah, you went to it. And I'm like, what? Really? And I Your just have no memory of it happening. I didn't think that was important enough to put in long-term storage. <laughs> yeah. And like, even though I know it happened, I still can't remember it. My brain is just like, nope, not important. Wasn't about you. Important, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of math in here. We're not going to retain the graduation ceremony, okay? Yeah, but like... It's so funny. Like, I saw when you picked this poem to read, I was like, oh, this is great. This is, like, to me, this is actually one of my most, like, cringy things that I wrote. And it was definitely from an era where I was thoroughly convinced that I was a great poet and really good at writing and really insightful and that, um, yeah, people needed to read what I had in my head. And as people we talked about before, it. it was really important <laughs> for everything to be lowercase. Yeah, mm -hmm. nothing too important. 
and this this poem, the title is full lowercase, not a single capitalized <laughs> letter in that whole title. Yeah, no matter how much we want it to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no matter how much we hate it. <laughs> Leela, do you have any last words about the execution, the form, the style of this poem? I think I have more uh, questions about the background in this poem. Okay. Well, I guess if you're, I mean, if you would be comfortable, I'm, I'm really curious just to kind of know what your experience was at BYU. Oh, oh, awful. <laughs> it's really weird because, so I was 19 when I left BYU and the last semester, I legitimately thought something was wrong with me because no one wanted to marry me. God. Like, so I went there 2008 and 2009. I was only there for a year and a half. And, like, it was so good. Like, I had so many great experiences. Like, I had great teachers. I went and studied abroad in Vienna. Wow. Like, I then led me to moving to Germany. Um, And, like, I met so many great people. And, like, had, like, really good connections. Especially my second year, I ended up in, like, the weird people area of BYU. Yeah, Yeah. weird people. (laughs) Like, like the the over 25-year-olds that were still, like, not married and... Oh, yeah. oh, that kind of weird. Was it weird people, or was it uh, was it uh, like old old maids? Yeah, the old maids. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of like a mixture of both. Like it was like the people who didn't really fit in at BYU. Yeah, and so I started to and feel a lot better. You just happened to find company with them. <laughs> yeah, so I started to feel a lot better with that because like it's really hard like going and it's weird because I grew up outside of Utah. And, um, and so being Mormon made you different enough that like you were like, I was like cool with being that, like that made me different. And then when I would go back to Utah, like everyone had these, like, it was almost like a contest to see how bad you could be while still being like a good Mormon. Ooh, like, um, Ooh, what's that thing? Uh, oh, oh, soaking, soaking. Yeah. Like soaking. Yeah. And like, I never heard of people who actually did that. But there was a I lot learned of about it from jury duty. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh yeah. For those who don't know, soaking is apparently when you put it in, but you don't thrust because then it's not sex if you're not actively having sex. And then you might have a friend jump up jump on the, or, down. or James Marsden <laughs> jump up and down on the bed to assist. But it's still the you're same like, oh count. no, I'm not thrusting. <laughs> but don't we think the thrust, like to put it in. That's a, a thrust. thrust. That's a thrust. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get I, too much into stuff. <laughs> Although my friend, the other day, my friend Britt was doing happy baby on the ground. <laughs> you know that yoga pose? And I tripped and I kind of fell on her and I was like, this is how people accidentally have sex. <laughs> you have to already be in happy baby yoga pose. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> That's the one where you're on your back, back with your feet in the yeah. air. spread, right? <laughs> we call that missionary as well. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so people would have these, like, almost, like, a contest to see how bad you could be, but still be, like, good. And it was so different and weird, and, like, I just, I realized, I started to realize that, like, I didn't fit in, and I, when everyone was part of the same church, I was like, oh, I don't actually like the church part of it. Mm, and, uh, yeah. What, what so are some to- examples of the, of the ways people would try to be bad without being bad? Um... Like, 
Like, not actually soaking, but, like, things like that, like... Like dry humping. Yeah, like dry humping. And it was really funny how often... Because I, you know, grew up out of Utah, and, like, my parents didn't necessarily teach me sex ed, but they also didn't keep me from sex ed. Nice. So I knew what it was. Good. That's a start. And, like, the amount of people that I knew or my friends knew that then you had to tell them, like, yes, that was sex. You could get pregnant. (laughs) That was sex. Or... (sighs) God, that's so that's wild. not anywhere close to sex. You can't get pregnant from that. <laughs> oh no! That's like one example of that. Like just making out. Oh, okay. Do you remember Finn and Glee? Um, yeah. Homegirl really yeah. said, "I guess I got pregnant from that one time we were in the hot tub." <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's like reasonable, like compared to some of the things people would believe. It's like because I remember even um, after I left when I was living in Germany. I had a friend who was, like, different religion, but also very sheltered, and like was like, well, it doesn't count, because it was just the tip, and I was like, no. Nope. Can still get pregnant that way. You need to P-N-V. understand this. P-N-V. P-N-V. Um, no, we're not chanting for like, that. Okay. P-N-V might lead to B. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was just one of those things that I felt like it was really important for people to know yeah. that it's, like... This can make a baby. Yeah. This cannot make a baby. Yeah, what can yeah. make a baby and what can't make a baby? Very important delineation. There's, there's really no reason not to teach it to kids. Like, I, I just, I cannot believe how left in the dark we were about that. Like, just, I mean, probably more so you, Takena, but, like, absolutely for me. Like, I, they were just, like, purity, purity, pur- purity, and then this leads to bad things. But, like, I don't think my pastor, you know, thank God was ever like, if a girl takes off her panties and, you know. Did, did he sound like Yeah, that? sure. I'm sure. It was a Southern Baptist <laughs> church. that, But he was like a cool, if a girl takes off her hey, panties. I'm going to tell you about my friend JC. And then like, you know. You're not allowed to call them panties unless you're talking to your sexual partner. Yeah, for sure. Men. <laughs> Ew. Or it's... if you're gay talking to a friend. Yeah. About your own panties. It's... Yeah, it can't be about <laughs> It was really funny, though, because, like, just all of that stuff that was, like, like, there's little posters from Mormonism that's, like, like an ice cream sundae with a cricket in it, and it's, like, just a little bit of it's bad. It's all bad. And um, ex-Mormons have a field day with that and be like, well, that's the church. Um, but, yeah. like, so much is, like, because, you know, sexual sin was as up there with like murder sure yeah like it's like so bad (laughs) and so it's just really like really weird things that like it's years later and you're like oh i feel this way because i was so conditioned like even though they wouldn't tell you what it was it was like you're not allowed to do anything anything close to it don't do it and um yeah and then going to a place where people were like almost like bragging they're like oh well i've like dry humped someone and and I mean, this was this was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. People were grinding a lot. Oh, but this was the era of the bumping grind. Oh, we yeah. had a yes. strict no the grind train. Yeah, no grinding rule at my at my youth group. I remember at one one time as a joke, a fun joke, um, because they were always like grinding so bad, ladies never do it. Which is like that's how everyone dance anyway. Um, you the Mister, and you can bleep that out hopefully. He gave us all framed photos of himself, our Sunday school teacher, and it was a picture of him going like this, 
And then it, it was a frame that had a, um, a skateboard on it that had a no sign through it. Like, no grinding. <laughs> no, no and he was grinding. like, put it in your bedroom, oh. ladies. That's really funny. That's God-tier pastor <laughs> shit. Like, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, I specifically remember, I don't, I'll never forget this. The first time I got horny in my life, not just in the brain, but in the body, in the vagina, <laughs> was because I was bumping and grinding at the snowball, <laughs> the snowball dance with my not boyfriend because he was too embarrassed to dance publicly. It was some other dude. <laughs> I was like, wait a goddamn second. I, um... I always kind of looked young, and my the one time I had a boyfriend in high school, he was at this time period. He'd like grown out a goatee and like like beard sort of scenario, and so he looked old. And there's like a picture of us at homecoming, kind of like kind of like grinding, uh-huh. and um, one of my friends is like, "Yeah, he looks like a pedophile." <laughs> It's just like great, thanks. It's just the aesthetic. It's not he wasn't a pedophile. He no. just he just has pedophile face. <laughs> no, because like we were like, you know, it was we were both seniors in high school, so we were like maybe a few months in age difference. <laughs> oh my god. Takena, do you have any final words about making the boots fit? We've come a long way in this episode. Um Don't be a bitch. <laughs> but or if you do write it privately and then maybe don't post it on your Facebook. Don't oh my god. Yeah, Facebook. I forgot this was on your Facebook notes. <laughs> I am so glad that like social media was the way it was when I was a teenager cuz I was definitely desperate for like the validation and the recognition. So I don't know like how it would be with how like social media is now. Like immediately I how, canceled. <laughs> I see how all the teenagers are like doing super stupid shit. Like, I get it. Oh, my God. My best friend works at a middle school, and she – kids are constantly getting suspended for doing shit that they're not supposed to be doing and then, like, live streaming it. Like, kids (laughs) will get caught skipping school and smoking weed in the bathrooms, not because anybody walked up, but because – some kid is watching them do it on their phone because they're live streaming it. And some teacher's like, what the fuck are they doing? Is that our bathroom? Okay, you're right. Middle schoolers are hilarious. That literally happened like two weeks ago. It's like, I'm, I'll actually, I'll tell you this whole story. It was two girls. I'm absolutely not saying the name of the teacher at the school or anything. The two girls were smoking weed in the bathroom. It was a vape pen. This kid was watching them because they were live streaming it. The teacher saw, went to the bathroom, apprehended the two girls the girls were so high. The only words that they could say was, I hit it five times. That's all they could say. <laughs> oh, no. They could not get another word out of them. So they, the girls were technically non-responsive. And so they had to call an ambulance. Oh, God. <laughs> because they were so high, all they could do was talk about how they got that high. <laughs> and then they both got suspended. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Okay, middle schoolers are hilarious. They are hilarious. So fucking funny. It's like what a nightmare. Or like, kids will just be watching porn like in class. Yeah. Well, they used to do that when I was in school too. Because- Ew. What? Yeah, because my Ew. well in Henrico in her, the the public school county that I go to is like kind of unusual in that it had in the 2000s, right around this time, right before it paid for each of its students to get a laptop. What the fuck? Was it the richest? It's public, I, it's public no. school. 
I lived in the richest public school system in the ca- in the yeah. country when I was this age, and we did not have our own laptops. Yeah, so I know. Hey. It's really they, we had good funding those yeah. years or something. I don't really know. No, I was gonna say my um. There's a lot my kid at her public school. They all have laptops. That's wild to me. I mean, the kids at my best friend's school do too. It's just wild to me. I was allowed to have my cell phone out because nobody had cell phones in 2009. I remember (laughs) typing class in third grade where we played (laughs) Oregon Trail. Yes, that was the best. Oh my God. Did you ever play that game that was like underwater with all the little fish and then like you you eat the next fish and you get to the next level? The shark was like the main level. Oh my God. What game was that? Yeah. I played that. I played that now. That's that game is in the same category of games as like putt putt. Did you ever play putt putt with the car? Ooh, maybe. I know what you're talking about. Hold on, let me see. Let me see real quick, Leila. Fish. I think I've really struggled googling it. (laughs) Computer game. So like, there's Freddy Fish. What? Was it Freddy Fish? I don't remember it having like a talking fish. Okay, mine was Freddy Fish. That's what I'm talking about. And I googled that shit really. Okay, well then I think it's not the same then. Any last words to Kenna, Leela? Any last words about the poem? No. Oh, oh. No, just. Oh, go. You go ahead. No, I was going to say just don't be a bitch. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, don't right. be a bitch. Just be a queen. <laughs> Whether you're broke or evergreen. Oh. Thank you. It's mother monster. <laughs> so um, I wrote a song in college, a mean song about a woman as well, that I am very embarrassed about, that I won't put on this show because... I f- it feels too, it feels too recent, even though, oh my God, it's not. <laughs> Was it fully a decade ago? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're all quick math. Yes. Yep. Um, long math. Um, <laughs> still happening. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was, um, the song that my <laughs> guys, my boyfriend, Chris, read about his last name. Thank you. You, like, have to say the double name, though. There's something yeah. about, like, you have to say both names. <laughs> yeah, so my 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 boyfriend, Chris, that I met at my dorm, like, the first week of college, we were there, we were together for barely a month, and I remember he broke up with me. I had one of those, um, one of those dry erase boards on the, on my door, and he broke up with sure. me on the dry erase board. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> shitty. Oh, my God. Like, I don't think it's working out. Chris and I found him and he's like my friend did it he thought it like he was just messing around I was like no what is, the fuck is going on and no. he was like yeah I guess he was trying to help me out because uh that's like, it's not <laughs> you like walk into your dorm and all the doors are open and everyone's just like side eye literally you, like, I got all these texts about to go I was in my it. night class and I got all these texts like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm in class <laughs> what's going on anyway I <laughs> I have a lot of really sad stories about getting dumped I get dumped a lot I'm very I'm a lot as a person and not every man can handle what? um so that's so funny um I had just finished oh I do I leave that out no I leave it in just to make you feel better about your who, who you were at that time uh to Kenna I had just finished baking him a cake um as he was breaking up with me in a dorm yes in our public, because it was his birthday. And it went, you had a kitchen? Yeah, it was like oh, like a, nice. one of those uh, door. Yeah, there was like a, a one kitchen on like every other floor or something. We didn't have that. We just had a microwave that was always on fire. I lived in old married housing, so we had a kitchen. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Plus side to the married housing. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I 
kept baking him a cake, I guess, like, passive-aggressively as he broke up with me. And then um, <laughs> just, like, picture that. Um, you know, crying, like, openly <laughs> weeping. Angry cooking. That cake's gonna be salty as fuck because my tears are, like, going into it. And then <laughs> I made it, and then I'm like, here's your cake. And then he's like, and he was, and I was like, why? Just tell me why. Which, like, people... Especially if you're only dating that long, like that short. Don't ask why. Like we don't want to know. It's like it's just not it's working. Not working. Like, Please I don't make me get into right. it. Please don't make me get into it. <laughs> and he's like, it's just. He literally said this to me. He was like, it's just you're too, you're too quirky for me. And I think that a real quirky guy. Literally, I was like that. You shouldn't have said that because that fueled my ego. <laughs> the drama of that. I was like, I'm not like. You're Are you telling me I'm ever. not like other girls? Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh my god. Here she comes, and um, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just too unique, and um, <laughs> and I wrote a song called Rebecca, um, that was about this girl that he dated like right after me, but it was her real name was Rachel, but I changed it to Rebecca for the song, <laughs> and one of and there's like lines in there that are like, you, she's just a little too, she's like you wanted someone a little more low-key a little more boring like a little more classic huh like all i just said like a lot of really it's like things. um if you think i'm too much go find less it is that it is giving that it was like if you don't like me at my merch don't want me to me at my match or whatever the whatever the quote is sorry marilyn i love you that's not a good impression of marilyn monroe is that no, marilyn that quote is Marilyn. No, I think that. Oh, the quote is from Marilyn. Yeah. If you don't like me at oh. my, if you don't like me at my best, you. If you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Oh yeah. yeah. You don't like me at my worst. You don't Oof, deserve me. My worst is pretty bad, but Sean's endured it. Yeah, some, so, I was gonna say I had a boy that um decided I was too clingy. Oh yeah. And uh, the best thing was for him to ignore me, mm. so I would no. like. Get my own life outside of him. Okay. So mean. And then this continued on after I went on a study abroad. What? And like was making myself sick from anxiety because he wouldn't be around to talk to me even though we were dating until I broke up with him because I was like, you're never around. This is terrible. And he was like, finally. It was funny. (laughs) What the fuck? He started dating someone more mature than me Uh because, you know, I was 19 and he was like 22. Oh, um, so much more mature than you. Yeah, but really. when I got back, he remembered that I was a lot hotter than this other guy. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, started dating. I was like, that's like um, that's like they what they call these days quiet quitting. Yes. Where it's like I'm just gonna do the bare minimum. This boyfriend really said, "I'm just gonna do nothing and wait for her to break up with me." But it was funny because it kind of worked because I was never that way with a boy again. Oh hey, my god. Well, that's okay, like, though. He doesn't have to know that. When he a little bit wanted me back, I was like, no, I am 100% over you. I remember the boyfriend that made me stop being so clingy, too. He broke up with me for being too clingy. I actually have the exact same story, Rory. I'm going to get you on the show. <laughs> I know where to find you, Rory. <laughs> but just, like, why aren't they obsessed with us? How come in the same way? It's not fair. <laughs> Because because they're not taught emotional processing. They literally <laughs> cannot even. They literally cannot even. They are not taught to function on the level that we as women are taught to function at, straight up emotionally. Yeah, that's not surprising <laughs> I to think, me, I guess. 
I know, I think the funny thing is I dated a guy later who was a little bit how I was in that relationship, when I'd be like, oh, I'm busy with my friends, and he'd be like, okay, cool, I'm just gonna, like, sit at home. Yeah. And he was younger than me, and I was like, oh, and I remember he told me he loved me, and I was like, oh, when I was your age, oh. I would have thought I was in love, too. <laughs> you did not say that! I only said that one in my head. I didn't say when that one. I was your age! <laughs> Yeah, I can't stand being clanged to as an adult. Go find your own Yeah, life. but it's, it's, I was always a stage five, man. I was always a stage five. And I stage fived my way into my marriage, and I didn't learn anything, so. Hey, he loves it, so you did, you found <laughs> yeah, the right man. You just gotta, just gotta find the right one. And then bop, yell I'm at like, them, and then they marry you. <laughs> one time, me and Haley were snorkeling in the ocean. Oh, God. Name something on this earth that's bigger than the ocean. That ass. Haley and I were snorkeling in the ocean and she wouldn't stop kind of following me. <laughs> and I was like swimming as fast as I could to get like my own spot of the ocean. And every time I turned around, Haley was right there. And I was like, bitch, give me five fucking feet in the ocean. <laughs> It's scary. It's huge. And you make her feel safe. She needs it a buddy. Yeah. The fish loved you. Like, I she just wanted to see with them. these fishes. <laughs> Brooke tolerates it a little better. Go follow Brooke. <laughs> anyway, we do have to wrap up this episode. This has been an absolute delight um, because we ended up talking about a lot of stuff that wasn't this poem as well, which I have greatly enjoyed. But... So Kenneth, thank you so much for bringing Making the Boots Fit to us. I promise it's not the only cunty poem we're going to read on this show. I got my own. <laughs> we're going to do it, girl. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No, it was fun. And like I said, this book is 56 pages long, 56 pages of poetry. So this is not the last you'll be hearing of Takena Gang. Yay. Leela, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you. This conversation sparkled greater because of your muchness. Aw, thank you. I'm no Takena in Vienna, but uh. <laughs> a police officer accidentally arrested a judge who was dressed as a convict for a costume party. That cop soon learned that you should never book a judge by their cover. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <Wow. laughs> This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and buy my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Real. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Dave X Media.